0: natalie welcome
1: to what if i say yes how are you
0: i'm doing good thank you how are yourself
1: i'm fine thank you so first um i'll let you introduce yourself to my audience who are you natalie
0: oh i am a woman of many hats i my name is natalie i am a mother a ugc content creator a freelance photographer a business owner entrepreneur um i'm always I just have a whole, I don't put everything in one basket, so, like, to just venture out, so I'm a lot of things, <laughs> roles, <laughs> you could say.
1: Okay, and then now let's establish uh, a relationship. How do we know
0: each other, Natalie? You are my PP. you're my aunt, um, so I've met, I don't know how many years it's been, <laughs> to many. be honest with you, many years. Um, met you, obviously, through my uncle, and I was a kid, and You know, I had the pleasure of getting introduced to my aunt to you, and uh, it's it's been a pleasure since then. And we just had many experiences learning your how you've taught me baking. Certain, you know, I got to taste some of your baking uh, treats, and we've done a song together, which was like a long time ago that we recorded some song that I remember as a kid. Those are little certain memories that I remember. So yeah, it's (laughs) that's how we met, and uh, wouldn't have any other way. So you call me Titi because.
1: Because
0: you're my, you're my you're <laughs> my <Titi> Lucia <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's like an um like the term it must be Puerto Rican,
0: yes, okay.
1: It's funny because it sounds similar to we have um a family of friends, the Wilson's family. So Prima is from Indonesia, and they have mm-hmm. a son, Marvin, and they. They told him to call us, I think it's Tita and Tito. Ah, that's interesting. It sounds, it sounds close to Titi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. So anyway, <laughs> my memories of <laughs> you when you were a little girl. So you, we, Carlos and I, we were dating. We were living in New York City. You were living in New Jersey in Trenton, correct? Yes. And so I don't know if I met you the first time when we went to your mom's graduation for her associate degree.
0: Thanks, so in Mercer County.
1: Mm-hmm. Or if I met you at your grandparents' home in Wheelingboro, um, and then all the adults were talking and kind of not paying attention to you. And so I decided to just hang out with you and... <laughs> hang out with you is that the time when we
0: made the song I think so I just remember being in Theo's like old his room where he used to stay and grandma you know and grandma grandpa's house and I remember that he we were in there and there was like this machine that like was like a pre-recording machine or something like that and we were able to have beats and everything and had this for like we were around the family so we it must have been that same day where we escaped from everybody and just started doing something writing lyrics down and just came up with a song that's all i re- I remember those little those little snippets of those memories those things popped like stayed in my head
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i kind of remember also a box are we were were we making like a house or something with a car box? I I I don't remember. I I I have the memory of that. So maybe yes, maybe not, but I think we were doing <laughs> something with the box. <laughs> oh so anyway, and then you move to Florida. Yep. And we have we have not seen each other each other that much. But we have visited maybe I think like twice maybe. That I remember? three times. More than two, definitely. Oh, okay. But anyway. Uh, but then we have kept um that relationship um, through Skype first and then Zoom. And I've had the pleasure of seeing you grow up and mm-hmm. become a mom and then have, I don't know what you're gonna tell us about your why right, if I say yes moment, but becoming an entrepreneur, basically. So, okay. So now that everybody knows, <laughs> um, <laughs> who are you in our relationship? Have we met each other? Yeah. It's precisely because I've seen you grow, uh, grow up and become this wonderful woman that I wanted to have you in my channel. And so I asked you to think of a moment in your life when you asked the question, what if I say yes? And then you said yes, and then you did something. I don't know what's gonna be, um,
0: so the floor is yours. The moment I said yes was when I decided to start my online business. I did do photography before that, but it was never stressed upon, like I just did it as a little, you know, passive income, and I do, I enjoyed it, but I was still, and I I guess I was still looking for, just searching for that thing for me, and when I did um, my online boutique, it was more about mental health, and really just explaining, because I have my own, like, diagnosis of, like, when I was in therapy, and I was like, you know, why, why not put those, you know, affirmations and something positive on, merchandise to sell and that's where my boutique came in so I decided to you know create a boutique online and just kind of go from there and I just said you know I just went with it and I could have probably had a business plan didn't have one just <laughs> just winging it and just like you know what we're just gonna rip the band-aid and do it and that's exactly what happened I started doing um I think it's been over a year now um oh actually it's almost two years where I started my online boutique And so I just, that's the moment I said yes to that. And I think that kind of, from that photography into my boutique, I think it opened my eyes and my door to more opportunities to venture out and not kind of put myself in the box of just boutique and photography. So that's where now I'm entering other aspects of that type of like social media platforms and just learning behind the scenes of like content creating and everything else. So I guess that's where that yes opened that that start off to everything else that kind of played into it
1: so when you say you were doing photography and you felt that that wasn't it what is it that you were looking for what is it that you well wanted? I think i was, go ahead I'm sorry I'm sorry th- 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 what is it that 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 you were looking for what is it that you wanted
0: I was looking for I guess that fulfillment something that was making a difference something that made me happy like something I can wake up to and just like oh i'm ready to do this every day and something that i was just very excited to do and that filled that void of happiness i guess i was missing um because i i i'm not that one and not to not get from everyone else but to one that goes to like a nine to five job i just feel like to me it's just not for me it's something i always wanted to work for myself i always wanted to have the freedom of just the flexibility of finding something that gives me that sense of joy to wake up and just like very excited to do something in my life that brings me income and I get to enjoy doing it and so I guess that's the build out that void I was trying to fill and I did photography and I do enjoy it but it's not filling that void that I was searching for and so I do it on a passive income you know if someone's like hey I have you know a birthday coming up I'll do it because it's money but I'm not there's not like I'm putting stress into it I'm not putting a whole you know promotional website in a website like everything deep into it where I could because I don't want it to be my primary income or my primary focus right now. And I think that's what I was looking for.
1: Okay. So now being a mom, does it help that you get to do this on your own time while your son is in school, maybe?
0: It does. It does. Um, of course, you know, like photography, definitely, because most of the time it's day shifts or like daytimes anyway. And sometimes it's weekends, which might be a bit challenging, but most of the time is not an issue. I don't have consistent clients where it's a problem. But for my online boutique, no, Um, it doesn't give me issues. I love the flexibility of it. I get to just do things on my own time. Same with content creating. I get to work with brands on my own time. Like, of course, there's deadlines and things like that uh, for the brands on when content's due. But the fact that I have the flexibility when he's in school to come home and create my content and just focus strictly on that with no interruptions. And it's just me at home, silence. And I get to vibe out and just be in my zone. That's the perfect, you know, ideal for me. And that's what I want to venture out to full time. Um, so I, I, I think it just kind of works out with my schedule, and it just you know fits as a part. It fits.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So now, I'm from a very different generation than
1: yours. I barely know how to use Zoom. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Instagram. I created this channel because it was kind of easy, something that I could do. Um, you i don't even know what generation i am when i and i don't know which generation you are like when they give the generations the names what generation are you do you know millennial so you're a millennial so i just know that i'm not
0: millennial there <laughs> are a
1: lot of things about technology and social right. media that i'm not aware
0: of All right
1: I can assume that based on the people I've interviewed so far, um, my audience is more or less my age and older. So, for these people, (laughs) do me a favor and explain everything um, as you were teaching us a class. What is this, this? When you say I have an online boutique, what does it mean? How do you do it? How do you sell it? What like take us through the process step uh, like just basically knowing that we don't know anything about
0: this? Okay. So as far as my online boutique goes, it depends on what direction you decide to go with it. Me, I personally decided to do print on demand, where in my case, I don't have the inventory on hand. Um, my stuff is all strictly online. So what I do is have there's a third party and I use them to create the product I create the design and I put that design on a t-shirt or a mug or a tote bag and I go and submit that and when someone orders it goes to that third party to create the um give give me a specific specific example so for example I want to sell what I'm the third party and I'm selling what so if you're third party, you're the one that would provide like the merchandise. So if you're... Okay, free- I want, I'm selling these, these flowers. Mm-hmm. And then I contact you. Right. And then what is it that you do? So if if you, flowers. If it's your case, you have the inventory in the house. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, that's a different thing. So with that, I would be the one that you put, like if it's Etsy, you can post your flowers on my website and I bring the traffic. bring to help you get some sales to your what that site your shop on my you know website so you Um, advertise
1: um, them but they the the people who go to your site and see my flowers they get to go to my etsy store yes okay so that's when
0: one way to do it that's one way to do it yes what's Um, the other way what i do this is the way i'm doing it is that so let's say that you don't have the flowers behind you but you see um online that there's a, a place that sells flowers. Mm-hmm. So instead of you having it all collected in your own home, you go and connect, you use that same that that um brand or that company for their flowers and whoever orders, let's say I'm the customer I ordered from you, but I you're not the one sending it from your direct home. When I sell, when I buy something from your Etsy shop and you're selling flowers, instead of you shipping it yourself, it goes to that other company that you're using. So they're giving me. They're sent. They're the ones handling shipping and all the production to give me the flowers. But it's from your site. Okay. So you it's like a middleman. So you don't have to do any of the shipping. You don't as the as the boutique owner. You don't have to do any shipping. You don't have to do any anything when it comes to the the processing of it, the production of the, the product.
1: Give us an example of the latest thing you've sold or you,
0: um, okay,
1: promoted in your site.
0: Um. Well, the latest thing I promoted was a t-shirt. I'm promoting king and queen t-shirts that match, like matching king and queen t-shirts for like Valentine's. That's what I was promoting. That's something I don't have on hand. That's something that is on like another, another, they produce it. So it's on my site on Etsy. And if I get an order, which I did, they I don't have to do any production or like that, but I submit that product, I submit the order. So it goes to the other um website and they produce it and it goes straight to the customer but then i profit and they profit so we both get a percentage of the profit so i
1: go to your boutique online mm-hmm. and i see those t-shirts i like them i want to buy them i buy them in your site but then the process is like behind behind, behind the curtain the right um these other is the one that gets your order Process the order, processes the order and ships them to me who order in your website. Right. And so they make money, you make money.
0: Right. Oh
1: my god! Okay. <laughs> so what do you do to promote the products? Um, how do you make them a product that I would like to buy in your boutique?
0: So, that's a bit of the challenge when it comes to drop shipping and uh, print on demand because I don't have the in- inventory on hand. So, sometimes I'll buy some samples from my own boutique just so I can have some things to wear, or like I have tote bags on me now because I use them myself and I'm promoting with it. I have a few mugs, you know, I only buy samples and that's my way of promoting. But if it's not in that situation where I don't have the product on hand, I use like mock ups. So, I use like mock up models or videos where they're showing the the design on their um, shirt or whatever the case may be. And I use that video to promote with, and it's just people I never met, but it's, just, it's a, mock, a mock-up just to be able to have something to promote with. What's a mock-up or that thing? <laughs> it's a mockup. Like... I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> so mock-up is, let's say, it's like a model that has like a plain shirt and you could choose the color. It's a white shirt. You choose the color that the shirt's gonna be for whatever you're promoting um i say it's black and then for the king or queen right yeah i put the design of king and queen on there and i use that as a, my video
1: but so the model
0: is a live person it's a okay. it's a live person but it's like a, a a mock-up so you can actually use it for your own benefit it's just like a fake pro, uh, advertisement video so how do
1: you get that video or how do you ask that person to model or <laughs>
0: <laughs> a website I'm telling you, you have to explain everything. to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So it's a website for that too. It's called Place It. Ah, okay. So they—that's their product. Literally that. They yeah, have models, models, mockups. They sell designs for shirts. If you wanted that or whatever the cases that you're looking for, so it's, uh, it's models that literally just—I guess—they submit. Like, and they put a, a white shirt on them or a tank top, whatever the merchandise is. And then you can put whatever design on it and use that to help advertise if it's strictly like a print on demand or something like that, or like your website. So do
1: you buy that video?
0: So you like have to pay the for hmm It's a membership for that website.
1: Oh. Okay, okay. So sometimes you use uh, those videos with those models and you place the whatever you're trying to sell on them on their t shirts or whatever they have. Sometimes you are the model yourself. Yes. Okay. Is your son also?
0: Is Jayden also modeling? I have a few shirts for kids. It's not my primary focus. He does have like two shirts that he can use to model with. Um, and he has done it for me, but it's been a minute. I actually would have to like re, you know, up it, like on as far as his, the content for him. Because I, like I said, he only has like two shirts. And so I have to do like mock-ups for kids or use him for those two shirts that I have on hand. So it's a bit more challenging on that. end. What does he think about your business and about what you do? He loves it. He actually very, he's very supportive. He's very excited. Like I'm like, Jay, I got a sale today. Oh, that's cool. What did they buy? You know, he's very interested in learning what's going on with my business, especially content creating. Loves that. That's a whole nother, <laughs> he wants to get involved in that more um as far as like the online boutique though he he does support me and he likes to help me like from packaging something he's like mom can I help or if I have like because I do have some inventory on hand and it's not the apparel it's not tote bags or mugs it's like self-defense products so those I have with me and those I could do like packing videos and show more product. And that sometimes he'll want to help me with behind the scenes of like, mom, can I help you pack? Can I help this and that? And so, or if I get new inventory coming in, he likes to unbox that too. So he loves to get involved and I think it motivates him, um, you know, to like create things himself, his own content and things like that. So it's very exciting to see that he's excited about it.
1: (laughs) Now, when you say content creation, explain to all of us (laughs) (laughs) who don't do that or do that very little what that means.
0: Okay, so there is a big for content creating. It's like one of those topics where it could be a very broad. You know, it's one content creating could be branches too. And in the case for me, my content creating it could go in the branch of my business because I'm creating content to promote, or I'm creating content for photography to show behind the scenes of me taking photos of somebody. That's content. But as far as what I just recently got into was UGC content creating, and that stands for user generated content. So The exciting part about that is that I'm a consumer myself and I'm creating content for brands that I actually use myself and I talk about the call user user generated content
1: user generated
0: content okay and it's for usually well you'll hear it as UGC and so when I try to like explain it because I've had brands that were like wait what's that and because they're so used to just influencers and just like well high following and I'm like well what you just see is a bit different we're consumers using products that other consumers are gonna you know you're kind of like And a way to think about it is if you see an ad and you see someone promoting something and you see like that exaggeration of like the hair flowing in the wind and they're doing washing their hair and it's like super like luscious and all that stuff it's like okay that's not realistic though but when you feel <laughs> like <laughs> me using that same product and i'm like hey guys i really like this product because of these benefits and it really does make my hair this and it does that you're going to feel more trusting towards that person versus the ad that you see you know the hair luscious looking all shiny so that's what i do i'm that consumer that creates products that are authentic and relatable for brands to be able to post it on their social medias and my own social medias if that's the the agreement and just promote that brand so that help them get more exposure for more authentic, you know, for consumers, like everyday consumers like ourselves to use that product.
1: So I've seen you, for example, making videos about um, your daily skin care routine. Do you buy those products or do
0: do those companies send you the products for you to make the video? Well, it depends if I'm doing because I've done vlogs where it's products I've bought but in some cases, it's products like the recent one that I did, those are products that I actually received from collaborations, so I didn't pay for those, um, but I use it as a way to show that, because I do use those products now that I've, like, tried them, so I'm, like, okay, so I did a vlog like, hey, get right, to, you know, do my morning care, skincare routine with me, and I utilize those products, and I kind of gave them a shout out, too, at the same time, so they all kind of got, like, oh, thank you for putting us out there, the brands commented, thank you for you know adding us to this video and things like that so it kind of helps to show like you know that i'm definitely using these products i'm not just trying to sell anything to you
1: so now you make that video using those skincare products that these companies send you you post that video on your website on your site on your boutique store no i so go ahead <laughs> no, on your youtube channel yes or tiktok yeah Okay, so you post those videos there, but do they also get to use those videos for their own website and company? Or so from all the, in other sites, do they take your video and use it to promote their products.
0: Is that what you're saying? They do, it depends on the, um, well, most times yes, because it, this is the thing, it's kind of so complex because you have to have a contract because most of these brands, they try to take your video and they'll use the video and try to twist it. They'll try to mo- like modify it in some way that fits for their own brand, which is not part of the agreement. Sometimes they don't even pay. Sometimes it could be just strictly gifted and this is an exchange for a video with a product. And so it's always good to be safe. And UGC creators deal with this on a daily where these brands, they can sit there and they'll take the video. And some of them are very nice and they will, they will repost it and that's the agreement. Okay, we agreed. I get the exchange of the product. I'll make the video, I'll post it on mine, on my social media, and you're okay to post it on yours. That's the agreement. But other times where those agreements, they kind of like take advantage of it. And they kind of like try to like, they try to get raw footage from you. And you know what they can do with that raw footage? How many videos they can create and recreate and profit from. And then it was either a gifted collaboration or they was paid, but they didn't pay you enough for the the content from the get-go. And they're profiting triple that of what they gave you. So it's very, a lot of like ins and outs. It's very, you know, you have to like know your stuff. You have to like, oh, that's why it's always good to do research and ask because there's so many um, creators out there dealing with that. And there's there's even brands that have ghosted and not paid creators before after creating the content. So it's always good to like watermark your product, but just to get the review and make sure you get your payment first. It's like so many little complex ins and outs to it. And so when I create the content personally, I create it, but if I know that um, the agreement was for them to post it on their social media and for me, then okay. And I I don't even bother with the watermark, but if it's something where it's paid and I'm waiting for it to be approved for any like revisions that they might request, because they usually get like one or two revision requests for the content, then I'll do a watermark first so they can't do nothing with the video. They'll let me know, hey, can you change this that? Okay do it and then i resend it with the watermark once they approve it okay and I already know they're going to post it on there you know there's but there's always that brand that tries to be sneaky and tries to still use it for like an ad or anything like that and that's where it kind of gets complicated so it's it's always good to have that protection in that the contract I um, that's what I definitely stress you know when you're doing UGC content creating
1: So now you were doing photography and then you thought maybe, why don't I start this online boutique? Mm -hmm. At what point were you aware that you had to deal with contracts? Is that something you learned over time? Is that something someone told you? Did you contact other people who were doing the same thing? Like what was the process? Because I mean, right now it seems they're very knowledgeable about that, but were you like that at the beginning?
0: Definitely not. (laughs) I can't sit here and say I was no I definitely wasn't I had to learn the hard way um as far as photography goes I that I need to do better with because I don't since I don't do it so much I don't have like I have a contract I barely use it because I have like it's people I've had like recurring clients that come to me like hey I would like so I kind of trust them enough man you know we've done this before but I know that I should officially do contracts you know but as far as like my content creating um (laughs) With that, I didn't have contracts. I didn't have any nothing. I was I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just content, I'm just creating. And I had an Amazon brands, like the first initial collaboration that I had was the Amazon brand for acne patches. That, that was the first initial brand I contacted. I had no idea what you just I don't know. That wasn't even like on my my, you know, spectrum of like what I was doing. And uh, so I was like, well, What was this? And I was like, Well, I do vlogging. And I do talk about products I like to use, like if I go to Walmart or whatever, anyway, so I was like, let me try it. It's free product, you know, but they had a contract too. And I was just signed it. But I was like, now I know what to look for in these contracts before I didn't do that. You know, this brand, they reused it and they did get a lot of views on my video, but like I didn't, I was like, dang, if I would have known, you know, you could get compensations for certain things. They used it for their brand, but they couldn't use it for an ad. And I would never know. I would, unless I ran into it or something, you know, like. So now I'm like more careful. I did my research more. I've saw other co- like uh, followed other UGC content creators on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, and most of them, some of them have like more experience. So I just learned from them and t- they talked about contracts and what you always need to protect yourself and what to look for, what words in the contracts that you know you can like pick for me. Oh no, that means that they're gonna have this usage forever to use this video and I'm like sitting here giving them the all, you know, the full rights to the content when that's not, that shouldn't be it. So um, now as I, I just like over time, I'm getting more and more familiar and it's more, I'm being becoming more confident when I'm, you know, creating with brands and collaborating with brands, even with rates, because a lot of them try to give you like low ball rates or some of them say they don't have a budget and they do. They could be a high uh, brand that's known and like, oh, well, they got a lot of good followers. They have a you know amount, a good amount of followers on this page and this page, but they're saying they don't have a budget to at least pay for one video. So and it's like, well, they're promoting, if you think about it, most of these brands, they pay for ad advertisement companies. They pay for all that production, you know, the, 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 the team to create for them. So that much that they're putting all that money investing into, they could be doing it with UGC creators and paying way less for authentic, you know, uh, content. Mm-hmm. And they can, so when I say hey, I don't have a budget, like you have a budget, like you can afford it. <laughs> you're just using to kind of like sneak your way out of it, say, oh, it's, it's gifted. Now you're trying to make sure they it's kind of like, it's not fair to creators because we are putting in the work, you know, we're putting in the time and work and editing. You have to do, and we're coming up with the concept for the video if you don't give us a script already. So it's like all these things are coming into play, but, it's like you're kind of you looking at us it, like oh well you're a small you're just one person versus a team that you know so it's like they kind of put that money into the team versus the one person which is not fair you mm-hmm. know so it's kind of like we're trying to get that UGC the team the yeah the, 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 not even I was going say opportunity but the um community mm-hmm. and a whole is getting bigger UGC is more known a lot of people are getting more into are getting into it now and learning a lot more about it and um brands are starting to understand what it is. So it's it's getting out there and the prices are going to be rising. That means that people are going to understand that it's more important for their brand and these UGC creators are not dumb. We're going to be raising our prices now. <laughs> you know, like cuz you know it's important for your brand. So it's like they're kind of we're we're getting I think we're getting somewhere as far as the UGC community goes. So like I said as I'm getting deeper and in, deeper into it, I'm learning way more about the ins and outs of UGC and what to look for. Of course, I would love to do more paid collaborations. That's always the challenge is trying to pitch the brands and just trying to get that secure deals with them um, and showing them what you can do for their brand and why it's beneficial. So yeah, that stands to the question. Even though I ventured out, um, contracts are super important and I learned that the hard way. So I'm always stressing that to someone that's asking me questions like someone that's trying to start the journey mm-hmm. to get into that with a make sure you have contracts and always ask for advice if you need it.
1: Are you what it's called an
0: influencer? Influ no influencer influencer? No, I wouldn't classify myself as an influencer. Influencer. Um, Tell us what an influencer is. Those uh, influencers really have like a really high following, and they're they're a bit different. Their content is not always authentic. It could be like a- aesthetically pleasing, you know, content, and they can see you can see like the house looking real like top notch. They're all clean all the time, like everything's like put together, and that's not reality. <laughs> that's just not reality. And there's those are the influencers that always look like they're like very, you know, you could just tell the difference in content. When it's authentic, when it's the UGC, it's more like I'm in my bathroom. You could see my toilet paper and my towels and my, you know, like you could see like me. I'm, you know, like the you me. I'm just authentic and it's not so I'm not trying to make it look real pretty for the video you know unless it's for a brand where they don't want no background and then it could just be white or something like that's different but when I'm like showing like my kitchen and it's not aesthetically pleasing that's all you can see difference when there's a UGC creator and the influencer influencers they put more emphasis into that spot clean look
1: mm-hmm. so when you say they have a, a bigger following how many people are we talking about more or less um I guess
0: like is, it, is it in the millions is it in the thousands is I would say thousands um I would probably say like maybe starting to like influence or you know I don't know I'm trying to set like a bracket I'll probably start with excuse me I'll probably start with like 25,000 and up. Okay. That's probably like starting to like look into like the influencer mode. And I know there's people that have started as UGC creators and kind of converted into an influencing, you know, uh, path because of their following, because now they have a different type of following and their audience is different. And so now they could cater to that and they can get more, coll- you know, the, the collaborations with better and bigger brands and things like that. So it's kind of like converts them into it. But when you have a smaller following, the UGC is probably like the best route to go. Mm-hmm. Start off, at least. So
1: speaking of social media, what platforms do you use to promote
0: your online boutique? Uh, for me, I use TikTok. Um, I use TikTok, Instagram. I have Pinterest, but I'm still that I'm still always trying to learn. Now, going back to the we don't know anything and we don't know what
1: you're talking about, can you tell us what TikTok, what do you do in TikTok? What is Instagram? Like,
0: just the basics. So for TikTok, TikTok is really just, it's mainly videos. It's really just, um, you have the opportunity to kind of like, I think I want to feel like it's for the younger crowd and like, you know, as far as demographics go because most of the time I mean there's I'm noticing that a lot of like older generations getting onto TikTok too which is awesome because before it was strictly kind of the young younger group and you'd always see like they're doing dance challenges and things like that Mm -hmm. on TikTok now it's becoming more of like and you see businesses using it to promote you see uh, UGC creators you see people that love to cook and so TikTok's becoming more versatile and it's a great way it's showing your videos is showing just being you it's it's more authentic it's a, a think that you kind of gain more uh traction on TikTok when you're actually educating your viewers on there because it's something that they value um if you can show something that's valuable on your TikTok and something that you can teach others and just something that you know you're being yourself it becomes you get more popular behind it and i know that- how long are the videos it depends because their algorithm is all over the place you could one day they said oh seven seconds is the best time to do it you know like because we all have a short seconds. Attention. yes seven seconds I said oh seven seconds because we have a short attention span grab that attention quick so they push, you know and I'm like okay and then before I changed from that to like oh they extended the time to three minutes now so now it's up to three minutes that you can talk and you could have like a you know um just hey guys just follow me today doing this and this and that or hey I just want to vent about this and you can actually have a conversation on there right so it depends on like the algorithm at the time was popular what's not popular and then the time how do you figure out what the algorithm is saying that's the challenge of the day (laughs) how do you find (laughs) that out because people post about the when's the best times to to post when's how long is the best like how long's the video when's the best time to post uh, all these things and you have to look at your your audience your target audience when when do they come to your page how often do you like when's the traction really coming to your page when what times are you seeing them show up on your page how long do you think they're watching it what's the time the time um, i don't know if I'm to explain the term but how long are they watching your videos and it's like all these things your demographics how old are the people you know the the demographics what's the age is it between 18 to 24, 24 to 30? Like what, what's, what's your target audience? And what is what nation are they Are they in the US? What country? US, South America, like where? And cater to those audiences. And then you're like, okay, well, cool. I noticed that they're coming in around the morning time. That's the best time to, promote, to post because I noticed that most of my traffic is coming in in the morning and everyone's attentive on that time. So I'm going to post my videos then. But there's other people that just post consistently throughout the day because they don't even know what works they're just like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna post (laughs) and see what sticks and what doesn't and that's sometimes something i do sometimes because it's like you try to post sometimes and you look at your insights and you see like okay cool they're coming in around this time and you post and you're not getting as much views as you expect this for something that's valuable information you're like dang i really put effort into this video i'm not even getting enough views so i'm like you know what and then so me i just started See what works. I just threw them out there, just threw them out there, and I noticed that my traction, like my videos, I'm staying consistent, and I'm not really focused more on the time that I'm posting. I'm not focused on how long the videos are. I'm noticing that I'm getting more traffic, because it's just I'm staying on it, and I'm stay I'm doing educational videos or things that's just me about me, or con, or like equipment that I'm like, hey, this is a great product for content creators to use, or hey, I'm selling this or whatever the case is, and I'm just back to back to back. And that's what kind of caters to the audience.
1: Okay, so TikTok is that um, videos, mainly short videos. I mean, I I wouldn't be posting my interviews that are an hour long in TikTok, correct? Nobody would.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's TikTok. What is Instagram and what do you do there? Instagram's a bit more, I mean, they put it up to a minute now for the videos. I believe it's a minute now and you can do reels on there they're stressing reels so they're in competition with tiktok there's always tick they're always kind of like oh you're doing this oh so am i you know so it's always kind of competitive and so i noticed that reels are becoming more of a thing now which is similar to tiktok because it's videos what's a reel a reel is like it's a video with music basically Mm -hmm. it's just showing you instead of just posting a photo and you know how Instagram was strictly about photos before. It was really just about a gallery. It was like basically just a gallery and posting captions under your picture and just like um you know just kind of engaging using hashtags to show get attention to the photo. Now they have reels where it's more it's videos and you can post a video and you can talk about something educational on there as well. And it's the same idea as TikTok. And that's why they're in competition with each other. You can you know, educate, and that's how you get more views, the educational things, and, oh, guys, this video, is this sound right here that I'm using is trending, use the sound now, use the sound, and, you know, because it has this many of views on, or whatever usage on it, like, if it's, like, under 10k um, usage on that, so- that sound, and it's trending, then, oh, use that sound now, because before, when it gets higher than that, that means it's going to be harder to find your video, hmm. okay. using sound, so it's, like, Educational things, so reels are becoming more popular on Instagram. Do you do you pay for that music? So the thing with that is, it depends on the, the music that you're using. So it depends if you like. For me, as UGC content, I don't. We can't use. We're not supposed to use like um, videos that are copyrighted on those videos for brands because they could get sued. We could get sued. All that. But mm-hmm. if it's like you know, just me, come with me, spend the day with me, right? And I'm doing a quick snippet of my day. Then I can use those sounds because it's not, it wouldn't be an issue. But for Mm -hmm. commercial sounds, I usually use those commercial sounds for, and they're all free. I use the commercial sounds for um, my brands and like the branding, you know, content that I do. Are they copyright free? The the commercial ones are. The commercial ones are. Okay. So we've talked about
1: TikTok and Instagram. What other? Uh, social platforms do you use social
0: media I use platforms. Facebook. I don't even know how to use the terms <laughs> <laughs> what other platforms do you use I use Facebook as well I'm not super that's something that I'm still like I had it for a minute but it was never for business or so that was really family friends you know mm-hmm. what it was originally made for and mm-hmm. now that they have it like they have groups for businesses they have opportunities for you to promote your business now I'm trying to learn that spectrum of Facebook and it's still something I can't really deeply talk about as expertise on because I'm still learning it myself too. But I do use it for my businesses, <clears throat> for my boutique, for photography. I don't use it for my UGC because it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth me doing a UGC page for on Facebook, to be honest with you. But I do know that there's UGC pages for people to like all, you know, like opportunities. Hey, we are looking for the UGC creator. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then I'll go and comment like, hey, I'm interested in my portfolio and everything like that. But um, I don't use it for my UGC like as a page strictly for it, you know, personally. But um, Facebook is a really good resource as well if you know how to utilize it, right? You can use it for ads and things like that for Facebook. I mean, Facebook ads, you can use it for like your business and things like that. So you can promote your products. So it's a good way to get yourself out there. And you can also like do business groups and things like that. So you can get everyone in one shot Um, talk about like deals that you might be having or like events that you might be having to promote your business or things it's it's really beneficial if you just you know use it for your benefit in Mm -hmm. a way that you. so yeah I think it's a good platform too
1: so TikTok Instagram Facebook anything else Pinterest
0: but I don't that one I can't even what is Pinterest (laughs) so Pinterest is Um, the way it was, is really for like the, you know, it's, it's cool for like DUI, DIY. Wow. Look at me. You have to cut that piece off. (laughs) DIY. What is that? Tell us what those letters mean. DIY is like do it yourself projects. So Pinterest is good for that. It's good for now. It's good for businesses because businesses do use Pinterest. Wait, do it yourself is D? D DIY. D-I-Y. Do, Do it, yourself. it
1: yourself. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, there's a why there. Why, why? <laughs> Sorry, go okay. back. So, interest is basically, or was basically, for do-it-yourself projects.
0: Yeah, it really so, was.
1: Did
0: it change? It did change, yeah, because now you can see, like, people promote, like, their brands on there as well. You'll see businesses promoting. Um, so it's definitely beneficial. These people that do cooking and they promote their cooking, like their workbooks or just showing their product, like their recipes and things like that. Cause there's videos you can put on there too. So you can put videos or pictures on there as well. Um, you can do like pins, they call it pins where you go pin your stuff and you can categorize it. So if you have like a page, let's say you have like your Pinterest is set up. You can put your, all of your cooking, content into one and you can pin it and say cooking cook with me or whatever title you want to put it and then the next one could be if you're working out and you do workouts too you can put that as your category just workouts and you can put all your workout content in there and that stuff kind of you get people onto your page because they're like oh I really want to know some recipes or learn some new recipes or oh I've been trying to get into workouts. Let me see what workout she's doing. And it's how you kind of gravitate. And you start getting your traffic onto the, your page too because you have everything and organized. That's the thing about Pinterest is everything is organized in its category, so okay. it's and it has like its it has its own um, type of audience for you know what caters to the category that you need. Which so is are cool. you
1: use Pinterest?
0: <clears throat> I do. I do. I do have. <laughs> I'm not that much. be no. I'm not on as much as I should be, to be honest with you, because it's so to me, it's, you know how some social media platforms, you just understand a bit more than others. They all have their own like other algorithms. They all have their own ways of like what's what's, you know, the content that you need to post and the type of audience that you need to gather. And it's a bit different. So Pinterest to me is a little bit compl- like bit more of a puzzle for me. Same with Facebook. The, the main two things that I'm always like really on is Instagram and TikTok. And I'm understanding them better as I go along. Um, but as far as those two, those are a little bit more of a thing for me. So I'm trying to learn those two and, um, but they all benefit in its own way. That's the thing is that they all benefit. Even YouTube, you know, I have a YouTube channel too, and I use that, but I don't always promote. Like if I use it, it's promoting like on the shorts, the YouTube shorts. Explain to us
1: what what the difference is between just posting an interview on YouTube
0: and a short. So YouTube is a longer video. Definitely. um, you can be more in depth with the content as far as the shorts. It's only up to a minute. Up to a minute. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's only up to a minute. So you have to, it's just like the reels, you know, and just like TikTok, like, well, TikTok's three minutes now, but the fact is, is it has to be quick, you know, something, a fast video of something that's going to grab the attention, something that you get your point across in the, that minute, and so that's what I use for some of my content, because most of my brand, the brand content that I do, it's, it's not more than, what, I want to say 50 minutes, or 50 minutes, that's 50 seconds, <laughs> it's not more than 50 seconds, so they always fit onto that, you know, I can do a short, a YouTube short, and promote, and so that kind of helps me, like, hey, if there's any brands out there, and they run it into my short on YouTube, oh, cool, unless she does, brand content let me contact her let me work let's see if we'll work with her so i promote her on there as well and i also promote my own brand so i have like my keychains on there sometimes i talk show like me packing a video and i'll post it on there so i don't put i don't really put it on my regular you know my main youtube because that's a longer that right there i would have to like talk in a video or do a voiceover and like hey guys follow me but that would be have to be a longer video because if it's i don't think to personally it's worth it for me to put a video that's less than a minute onto my main youtube chain you know page when i can just put on the shorts and make it a quick you know and i'm noticing that youtube shorts are becoming more popular and those are things that grab attention versus the videos sometimes on youtube so it depends on what the content's about so if it's something that's you know it's all like i said a short attention span or what do you what kind of attention do you want to grab Do you want to just get like a real quick oh guys buy this keychain real quick and blah blah. blah then youtube short. But if I'm talking about my day, spend a day with me, and it's like a nice long, elaborate spend a day with me, I'm gonna put it on my YouTube.
1: Okay, so we have TikTok, um, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. Anything yeah. else? Do you mm. have a website, <laughs> or is
0: or is having a website old school? <laughs> I have a website. I do. I have a Shopify which I have to work on. I I might re-, re- I might be rebranding my Shopify. Um, so Shopify I, Shopify is a platform to create
1: your own store kind of.
0: Yes. Okay. Um so I have my Shopify right now, but I want to rebrand and I want to change the theme of my website. Right now it's not where I want it to be and I'm trying to figure out my whole merchandise on there, what I want to sell and what I don't because I already have an Etsy which is not my own website, it's under Etsy. But, um, you know, I already have all the merchandise in there. So I'm thinking maybe for Shopify, I might change up what I'm selling on there and just kind of start fresh and maybe do something else. I'm not sure what I'm doing with it yet, but I do have my own website right now to answer the question. Um, And then I have a website for my photography as well to show my gallery of my work. So I have websites for like certain things, you know, um, and I have a portfolio for my UGC, so I guess it's considered a website. Um, you can just go on there and look at my work and what I charge and things like that. So I have a website for each thing that I'm into, like you know, because I do have a lot of. I know that it can be confusing to someone. They go onto one of my links and they're like, "Dang, she does a lot of stuff, <laughs> do a lot of things." And so I kind of like try to make it as easy as possible to get to the direct spot that you need, but depending on what you're looking for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so.
1: All, it, everything that you have described sounds like a lot of work. Can you walk us through a day in the life of Natalie? Um, <clears throat> how do you decide what to do in a day? How many hours or minutes does it take? How many of these things or videos do you do? When do you post, like um, walk
0: us through a day in, in your life? Um. Okay, well, more or less. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you my scheduling is not as organized or scheduled like it's not even a schedule <laughs> I can't even a schedule. it's just out there like because I get up and I take my son to school and I come right back and I'm like dang I have these boxes in front of me of brands that I need to do content for so I'll make those con you know I might have to come up with a concept and I might be sporadic I like because I love to sometimes work under pressure And that's a problem for me sometimes because I might work the best at that time, but it's not good because it's cutting like real close to deadlines. And so what I usually do is come up with the script. I might do a video and I come up with script days later for that video or I will do everything in one shot in that same day. I'll do all the content for all the brands that I've had, like I've collaborated with and I got the products already. I'll do everything in one shot, create that. And figure out how I wanna ex- execute the creation and then um do the script for it, do the voiceover, decide if I wanna do it on paper and do a voiceover or talk to the actual camera with the product. So there's different things because some of these brands give you creativity to do that. So um <clears throat> I don't have a schedule, which I should, um, and I don't recommend anyone to not have one because <laughs> I just it just works for me, but it's you know, but sometimes I just write down my things and I kind of just and some days I'll write it in my calendar. And like what I'm doing that day and like, okay, I got to get this, 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 that done. But I don't have a time when I'm doing it. I just know I got to get it done that day. So I'll try to do that for myself. Um, I'll create either, like I said, I'll do batch content, create everything in one day. Um, For my boutique, same thing. I might, if I have able to promote it, I'll do that. Um, Or I'll go back and look at old videos of like what I promoted, where I still have that merchandise or that, you know, product. I'll use that and refurnish it and re-promote it again. So I can have something to post for my brand as well. So I, you know, I try to play it smart and not always like how they always say work smarter, not harder. So that's what I've been trying to, you know, do. Um, And as far as the photography, I don't, like I said, I don't promote that as much as I should, but I definitely use all my platforms and I use a, like, I kind of connect them all. In a way, because I, when I post on my UGC, um, like on my main page on Instagram, if I post something on my story, I'm going to post it on my photography page on that story, and I'm going to post it on the story for uh, my boutique page on Instagram as well. So I promote everywhere when I'm promoting. That's the one thing about me. Once I promote, it's, you're going to see it everywhere like three times, like five times. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I get myself out there. So I try to do that. Um, so my day is kind of really sporadic. I can't even. It's just, I'm always on the go. I, I'm a hustler in that mode. I'm always like on that survival mode. Like, oh, I gotta do this. Like, I don't know how to sit still. And so it could be really overwhelming for some people. So when I explain things that I do um, or explain like how I get things done, they're like, whoa, like that's a lot of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> when you put it on paper, it's a lot, you know, it's, it is a lot. And, but I thoroughly enjoy it. It keeps me busy because I don't like to sit still. And that's the thing about me is that I, I feel like when I put the energy into something that I actually enjoy, it's not a job for me, you know, something I care about. And it's something that I'm like learning for, from, and I get to like, kind of, and I'm always connecting with other UGC creators. And I have people contact me like, Hey, I'm trying to get into this. Did you work with this brand before? Cause I don't know if it's a scam. How do I start this? How do I start that? And I'm like, the fact that I'm making some type of like impact while I'm doing all my chaos here is great. <laughs> You know, I'm doing something and I'm gaining knowledge from it. So my day is really out there. I, and some days I don't do any content. Sometimes I just go out and I'll just go to the store and I just spend, do something and try to be off the phone as far as my content goes. But there's days where I don't know how to not do that. And I might go to Walmart and still record me going to Walmart, you know, like, Hey, come with me to Walmart, or <laughs> I'm going to record something while I have a chance. So I'm always recording. And if mm-hmm. I don't, I try not to do it. I try to put my phone down and it's rough because it is addicting. Content creating is <laughs> addicting. It's addicting. It's a problem. But, you know, it's a good problem, I think, because it kind of, it's my income. I'm trying to make it at a full-time income. So I kind of need to be on social media all the time.
1: <laughs> so if someone is interested in doing what you're doing, what is the equipment that they need hmm. to buy?
0: What, what things do you need to produce all these things? A laptop would be great or a tablet to so edit. Um, tripod, a ring light. If you can get a ring light, that's a tripod and then a tripod on its own without the ring light. That's great. Like this one, I can show you right now. <laughs> this one I use sometimes and it's is not a ring light. So I use that and it has a, a Bluetooth little remote. So you can press, you don't have to touch your screen or whatnot to record You're or... not doing this? No. <laughs> I'm gonna start my video exactly i try not to i have one of those and i also just recently bought a light um that you can connect it's like a phone light so you can connect it to your phone and it has a clip and so it's like a bright light on your face so you don't have to carry a big ring light everywhere you go if you're gonna do content outside the house so i definitely recommend why is the light so important because it gives um when you show when you have like no light unless you have natural light which is even better you can use sunlight that's great if you don't have it then you kind of have to use artificial light to make the, the video more enhanced and show your face better in the video or the product more in the video because it could look really dark and dull and not clear you won't be able to see like the details of whatever you're trying to show and so when you have like the light on like right now I have a light on me and if I turn it off I can show the difference of what I I don't know if you want me to but I can show the difference yeah sure okay so this is how this is the difference
1: I think I'm about just nice the yeah. thing's in the middle of the interview <laughs> forgive me okay so that's without the light this
0: without with okay so mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference and obviously you know like i said natural light's way better but in mm-hmm. certain places you don't have light coming in your home you need to invest in that type of light they have different lights that also like they help like it makes it look natural so you, there's like lights out there that are supposed to be like a sunlight you know for you artificial sunlight and it's Mm -hmm. supposed to help give that look. So, I mean, there's definitely things that you can, I think are necessities when you're trying to create content. Um,
1: So internet connection is a must. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Internet connection, a tablet or a laptop, um, your phone with a good camera, Mm -hmm. tripod, ring light or specific lights to put next to your phone. What else?
0: Um, I would say if you have like storage, always get extra storage on your phone like google i don't know google drive or whatnot because you're gonna have so my my storage is always like oh, you're running out you're running out and i'm like oh no so i have to go back into like my archives archives and get rid of some stuff i don't use anymore i need because i'm i have videos to create so always the storage is huge uh you know it makes a huge difference um and i guess editing but you know you're editing um cap cut's a good platform like app to use to edit so a good editing app would be really is necessary um and I think that's mainly the main main things do you need microphones yes you do but personally I don't I don't have one yet and I have what I do and it might sound funny but I go to my closet and when I'm by myself I go to my closet and I close it and that's like I'm in my secluded little it's like my own little recording studio and i do my videos there i'll redo my voiceovers in there and just do my video and you don't hear anything it sounds crisp it sounds fine but of course you know obviously circumstances are different for everybody and if it's good to get a one of those microphones and it's good it's a good investment too definitely
1: so now how long have you been
0: doing this UGC content creating since august content creating in a whole about three years Three years,
1: okay, and so it seems like you have been um, building a, a clear idea of what you want for your life with your business. So, what is next for you in this in this um, line of work?
0: My goals right now are to build full-time income from my brand collaborations and just do monthly retainers where I'm specifically in a contract and I'm making a certain amount of videos a month and I'm getting a certain amount of payment a month and it's a set contract that's my goal to at least do with three brands so um because if I could do let's say I don't know three thousand for one brand just for a certain amount of videos then that's 3,000 each, that's right there, set. I'm good, you know what I mean, like, that's enough, that's, that's what I need, but obviously better, the more, the better, but that's a good start, and so if I can get paid collaborations, or, you know, long-term, um, for my, the online boutique, I want to learn how to, I'm trying to understand, it, like, the rebranding, I might want to rebrand, i not sure if I'm going to keep all the merchandise I currently have on there, but I want to sit there and try to just figure out what I really want my boutique, and if I want to completely change it out, um, and just have a consistent passive income from that as well, because I definitely want to have money coming in more consistently than I do right now. So that's my goal for that. And then for my photography, that's just real flexible. You know if I have opportunities come my way, I take it depending on what it is. But I'm not gonna say, you know, it's my full time focus right now. So those are my three things right now. I'm actually going back to school. Oh, congratulations! Excuse me, Yes, I'm very excited. And it has to do with my, what I'm going for is communications. I'm going for my bachelor's in communications. And so I can learn like the social media marketing, social media, you know, management. Um, I can use it for, it's about helping with public speaking and certain things. So I think it's great. And it's going to just have that under my belt, those skills under my belt. So when I'm looking for a job within that field and it helps me with my own content, uh, creating the, like for UGC, it helps me with my business online because I know how to like the behind the scenes on how to get it out there and promote. And I think it's just going to benefit me in so many different ways. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to invest in myself and my education as well, and go back to school.
1: <laughs>
0: Very nice. So you will never be
1: a nine to five office woman.
0: <laughs> That's my goal. I'm trying to stay away from. I'm definitely okay. trying to. I I'm definitely trying to stay away from that. Definitely. I mean, it works for mo- some people. And it's just for me, I, I'm like miserable getting there. Like I literally can feel <laughs> like I get up and I'm not, the, I'm not trying to complain, you know, income's income, but like, it's just like, it's, you know, you know, you just feel like, ah, oh, this is not it. Like, this is not what I want. And it's like, you want to do something you enjoy every day. Like, you don't know, God forbid something happens the next day. Are you going to be able to say like, dang, I really got to pursue things I loved or did got to, you know, I really got to, I tried at least. At least I want to do that. I want to. I don't want to sit here and regret. It's never re- a Let me rephrase myself. It's not a regrets because I think everything's our lessons. But at the end of the day, when you're going to wake up and you're dragging yourself somewhere, I think that's a hint right there that you kind of need to reevaluate. Because I don't want to get up and drag somewhere every day and have to do it because I had no choice. You know, I don't want that. I don't have a choice feeling. I want to have that flexibility. And I want to be able to have my own income in my time and when I choose to. And that's what my goals are right now, is just to get That to that level, so that's what I'm working on.
1: The people you know in your own generation are they opting for these kinds of jobs, like being becoming entrepreneurs and producing their own online content or whatever, or are they in nine to five office
0: jobs? So, some most of my friends are nine to five office jobs, and there's a few that are like one's working on photography, she wants to get into photography and her own business and that. The other one, I know she's in the same spectrum as I am. And she is doing her um, lip gloss, her makeup and like lip gloss branding now. She's learning into Shopify. She's getting into all that and just drop shipping and all that cool. And I'm like, cool. This is something that me and her can have a full, you know, like we can have a conversation about this for a long, for hours. So uh, me and her are on the same mindset with that. Um, But I do have friends that, and one's starting YouTube, she just started a YouTube channel. So I do have friends that have their own businesses or trying to get their businesses out there. And I do have are, some of that are just on nine to five, and you know they're they're just kind of like doing that, which is great. I mean, either path you go is great. You know, I just I know that personally, I'm trying to. Um, I do know that they always say you're the people that you surround yourself with is who you you know tend to become or how what you kind of lean towards. So I do want to network. I'm trying to network with more um, people that have are either in the same position that like in that w- path as i am that mentor or they're already on that level and they're already successful and i'm like dang i need to be where they're at that's where i'm trying to go so i need to be their friend too and try to network and just learn from them so i do have you know i'm trying to like balance that out if that makes sense okay very interesting natalie very interesting
1: (laughs) i think it's time for us to go to the no moment so It seems that your yeses have been, um, have led you to this wonderful world of becoming an entrepreneur, being your own boss, deciding how you want to live your life for you and your son, following your own rules and your own beliefs and your own, um, creating your own path. But the noes are also very important. So tell us now a moment in your life when you thought, hmm, I think this, this is the perfect time to say no. What is it and what happened?
0: Well, the perfect time for me when I said no was like, see, <laughs> that's like a complex, that's a deep question because I've said no for certain things within my career. As far as photography and for my boutique and for content creating, um, for my boutique, I said no when it came to certain things on shirts. You know, I've had suggestions like you should put this on shirts and that in shirts, which I always took suggestions. But if it wasn't like within the mission that I was trying to gain, I wasn't. I wasn't able. I didn't want to put it on shirts because I feel like it was kind of gonna try to um, drift away from the mission and why I started my business from the get go you know, and I, people are always gonna have their opinions on like, you should put this on a shirt, you should put this on a mug, or you should do this. And for me, it just didn't feel right to do that. So those are my moments where I was like, no, I'm staying sticking my to my ground of what I wanted my business to um, represent. And as far as my photography goes, same thing as far as like pricing, I've had people suggest you should lower the prices, or you should add these services to your, you know, packages, because people are gonna like this, or you should do that. I'm like, well, that's not what I want to do. And that's not what I feel like I should do for my own business because I am not going to lower my price for anybody because to fit their budget. If they can't afford that, then there's other people that are photographers as well that have lower budgets that would fit for them. But I'm not going to lower my own rates for their benefit. So I had now those were moments where I had to put my step my foot down and just be like, no, I'm not doing that. And um, same thing for my UGC with brands. I've said no to brands that were trying to get pay me a certain price that was way unreasonable for what they wanted as far as content goes and i wasn't okay with that and so i said no to certain brands that were paid but they weren't either in my value like that i just didn't think i was going to use that product or what they wanted for the content didn't match the price and same thing with the contracts i said no to brands because of what i've seen in the contracts and i just felt like no that's not comfortable and i feel like i'm getting lowballed for that too So um, those are moments where I said no, and it just made me feel more stern and more confident within myself as a business owner and to know what I want, what I'm looking for, and to feel like I need to get that respect as the content creator, as a business owner, and on my online boutique, as a photographer, I feel like when I have a set thing of what I know that I am doing for my business and I show that, it gives more respect for your business because not everyone, no one's going to try to like, oh, let me be sneaky and try to take advantage because she don't really know what she, oh, she can, maybe I'll be able to get this price lower. Like, and I'm like, nope, I know what I want for these things and that's what it's going to be. So these are my services. If you can't do it, it's great. Okay, great. I understand you can't do it. If you can, that's also awesome too. you know? So those are moments where I put my, step, my foot down and said no to those things. And it's made a bit different as far as my confidence goes with my businesses. Have you
1: sat down to figure out what your mission and your vision are or is it something that comes from within like this doesn't feel right I'm not just not going to do it
0: um I did it within like my intuition Mm -hmm. um most times yeah I should write down things you know because it's more organization um but most of the time it's my intuition where it just doesn't feel right you know um and I follow that and I just know that I feel I always trust that the universe got me you know I always feel like the universe is going to give me the, pro- the opportunities are going to come my way that it's meant for me and if it's not it's okay it's I'm just learning from it you know and if I might get scammed because it's going to happen you know you get scammed you're like oh no you learn mm-hmm. you get go bald you pay you get you did a photography session and you got less for what you like as a photographer I got paid less than what I could have charged it's a lesson you know it's like now I'm learning these things and. um so I always just trust the, the, the intuition, the universe and just kind of feel like, okay, this don't feel right. And if I get that, I don't feel, this don't feel right feeling that I'm like, mm, it probably doesn't. It's probably not the right thing to do that. You know, and sometimes I try to write things down um, and think about like, maybe I can negotiate with them and what benefits both of us, depending on what the circumstances are. And I'll think about it. You know, I'm not straight to like, no, but you know, most of the time I know what I want. And so um, now that I've learned more behind it,
1: but it's interesting because <clears throat> I would have thought that having the business plan and writing your mission and your vision and your guidelines and everything would make your life easier. But sometimes, and i'm I'm gathering this from what you're saying, it's so much more difficult to find your God feeling and trust it When you have all these written plans, rationally you want to stick with what you had even though you may have this gut feeling of it doesn't feel right and then you make a very bad decision so it seems that you're starting from the other side you have learned which which is something very difficult for everybody of any age you have learned how to trust your own intuition and go with it and it has i mean it it has taught you different lessons, but overall it it has shown you the way, the way you want to live, which is very lovely and very um,
0: important. Right, yeah. I mean, I do need to, I mean, you know, I do need to have like more of a set thing in front of me I know I need to write down like my goals and I know I need to like I do write them down I've had I have written them down what I want to accomplish how I want you know but I could be more specific on them to help me manifest what I want um but like you said like I went the opposite direction I did I did just follow my intuition with a lot of my things that I started I didn't have a plan for UGC I just did it. You know, I didn't think about it. I didn't write anything down like, hey, I wonder what the benefits are. Let's pros and cons this. You know, it wasn't that. I just like, eh, why well, let's go for it. And I just learned all along the way. Mm-hmm. And same thing with my boutique. I didn't have a set plan. I didn't even write down like, oh, let me see what I'm gonna sell, what's gonna be on this stuff, like what are the prices for these things? How am I gonna find the inventory or, for, or am I doing inventory? Am I not? Like I didn't, I just did it. I just figured it out, you know. Like that's just how I've been doing things—just figuring it out as I go along. Because, like you said, every not everything can be, um, prefer like organized or executed in that order all the time. Sometimes you just gotta wing it. Things are gonna come out you left and right in life, and you can't—you're not gonna prepare for everything, you know. So it's just like just go for it. Sometimes you're not gonna have a business plan. That's fine. Just do it. You'll find that business plan will come. It'll come. You know, same thing with the UGC. It'll come. You you just practice. Keep going with it. It'll come. You'll learn as you go, and it's like, so that's why, um, you know, I think it's super important. Like, it's super important to just follow your values, follow your morals, what you believe in, because there's so many opinions are gonna be in your ears, so much. How much should you charge? What you should sell? What's popular? What you should do? How you should promote? You know, all this stuff. But is it authentic? Is it you? Is that something you wanted, or is it something because you've heard other people telling you that you should do it and you just think that now you're now all you're doing is putting yourself in a path. It's like a, like the the farms where you have all these the one the sheep going in one direction. And you, all you did is put yourself in that group. You know, all you did was put yourself with the rest of the sheep, mm-hmm. just going in the same path. Like that's not me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to do my own thing, and I'll figure it out. Thank you for your input, but I'll, I got I'll figure this out. I'll figure it out. But I'm also a student. Don't get me wrong. I always see myself as a student. You know, I always take in, if I see it's valuable information, I'm going to soak it in. I'm definitely going to use it and like, oh, that's true. Let me learn, learn more about that because that's, that's something I could actually utilize. But I know I know the difference when it's something that's just opinions and okay. there's something that's valuable information that I can actually use. And it's not criticism. It's really, I'm trying, this is some resources that I know you're going to use and could help you. That mm-hmm. you can come to me with all day and I'm like, okay, good. Let me write this down. You know, so it depends on you you kind of like feel that out. You kind of know who's there for you, who's not, who has these opinions, who all of that. And you learn it as you go.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: just go with the flow.
1: <laughs> Two things. It's I'm thinking of with you going back to school, it seems that you're trying to buy to find this balance between what you have learned doing it. Um by yourself with whatever you knew and are discovering in the process with the established, let's say, knowledge. And you're trying to find this balance between all these things that other people have learned from businesses with what you've managed to accomplish so far, which is very smart. And then the second thing um, I was thinking is, and now I forgot. (laughs) 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 so um ah yes that the fact that so for the new generations like yours who have grown up with this social media world that we didn't have growing up it must be so much more difficult and complicated and complex to find your own voice because before we had all these platforms and all this access to the entire world through the internet, the opinions you heard were your family, friends, acquaintances, but I mean, basically it was a small group. So um, I wanna do this and then you would hear. Right basically the same voices. No, no, don't do this, but it was a small group. But for your generation and the new generations, it's those opinions exponentially (laughs) higher. So the number has gone, it's unlimited. So whatever you do, you're gonna have millions of opinions from different perspectives doing uh, from the, Completely yes to the completely no, you're gonna mm-hmm. have all this. So trying
0: to find your voice in that world must be so difficult, Natalie. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I can't lie, it is it's overwhelming. Um, and it's like one of those things where you have to have that strong will, you know, and like always be professional when you're like especially it depends on what your you know content's about and what you're doing, but that's the tough part is that you have to know and learn that these opinions on social media are literally just opinions. They're not, they don't, you don't know these people. You don't know who they are. They don't know you. They only know what you posted. So you're, those are, it's just one of those things you have to learn to like roll off your back. And that's one of those things that you just have to like understand that when you're on social media, you can't, that's, you're always going to have negative and positive comments. So you can't help that. And so it's different when it's family and friends, because it's more personal, you know them and, you know, you do take their opinions more deeper, but I think it becomes like it depends on the person but for me as a person now that i'm on when i'm online and i get negative comments i am like i laugh at them as bad as it sounds (laughs) i'm like you know like oh this person took time to literally comment this and they Mm -hmm. literally went on watch my video thank you though thank you for watching my video and (laughs) giving me that extra view i appreciate it you know like i think about like that you just all you did was heightened my content and so it's, it's crazy because a lot of people said, you know, don't delete the delete, don't delete the, the negative comments, leave them because those bring you more engagement. Those people are going to bring more people because now you have someone that's showing and then those people, some people even defend you and they might comment like, why are you even on her, you know, like don't comment this or why are you in her stuff and blah, 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 And it's like, you don't have to do anything. Just leave it, leave it alone. Because why are you letting that one, two, three comment of negative comments out of 10, 11, hundred positive ones affect you
1: you're stronger than I am when I created my YouTube channel one of the things uploaded in the video that I had to select was whether I was willing to open the space for comments Hmm. comments with me reviewing them or no comments and I thought about it and said no I don't think I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna survive allowing comments and then, because I've seen so many interviews of people who say, like actors or writers or like famous people saying, um, it's always like they can have a thousand comments, positive comments. And it's just, it's always the one mean comment that they remember. And I said, (laughs) I know how my brain works, and I know I'm going to be the same. <laughs> like if that happens to me, it doesn't matter how many people like the videos for yeah. the interviews, if I get that one mean comment,
0: right.
1: I'm going to get hurt and I'm not going to like it. So okay. I just decided I'm going to do, uh, not allow comments. So whoever likes the videos, good for them. Whoever <laughs> doesn't like the videos, then I won't find out. Right. Um, But what you do is so mature, like,
0: eh. (laughs) Yeah, I had to learn that way. I had to, because in the beginning, I was was like that in the beginning. I was like hurt, you know? And I'm like, dang, and then it would repeat in my head. And I would be throughout the day, like, that would bother me, that comment. And I'm like, and sometimes I'll respond, sometimes I don't. If I respond, I'm like, I'll say something like, you know, professional, try to be. Uh, Other times I'll say something slick back, you know, like, it depends. (laughs) It depends. (laughs) and then other times, you know, I'm just ignoring it now, like, I'm not even putting my energy into it anymore, like, now, because I don't get that many, I can't say I get, like, a ton of negative comments words to, to that extent, but when I did, it did affect me in the beginning, you know, and now I kind of just let it, whatever, you know what I mean, like, because I have so many supporters, and those are the ones that matter to me, not the ones that just come out of nowhere that I barely, like, never showed up on my page before, decided to comment, or uh, say something a little negative just to mess up my day and why am I giving them that benefit mm-hmm. no I got a whole bunch of my supporters behind my back well got they got me why am I letting you come into this space of my what I'm building to mm-hmm. mess up my energy and I'm letting you and everyone else is like that means not all it tells me and shows is that what they're saying I'm so used to now I'm like oh it's whatever now like, this person just came in with a negative comment and I let that that's all I'm focused on right now You would be like no they're not getting that I'm not giving them that satisfactory. <laughs> so I just ignore it and I straight, I I keep it. They keep it on there, I leave it on there because I'm just showing, it, I'm versatile. I'm not gonna, if it is what it is, mm-hmm. your info to your opinion, doesn't mean I have to respect it. I mean, I respect it, but I don't have to comment, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just leave it. I leave it now, but I'm getting stronger as I go along with social media because it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just, you know obviously I haven't had any like to the extent of, like that really got to me but yeah, I've had negative comments you know I do and it's okay so I just like keep it moving you know and I like you said you just kind of have to you know yourself if it doesn't you know you know how you are and like your what affects you so you always protect you protect yourself you do what you have to do <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah well Natalie this has been very enlightening I've learned so many things about social media that I didn't know before.
0: (laughs) I'm glad I can say do something. I know my scatter. I'm scatterbrained, So when I'm talking, I'm like all over. That's how my thoughts go. This is me daily.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having said yes to coming to my YouTube channel. I wish you the best of luck in your um, business and your plans and going back to school. I mean, based on everything we've seen and everything you've shared so far, you have a very bright future. So good luck with
0: everything. I'm very proud of you. And I love you. I love you, (laughs) Katie. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be on here right now. So I'm very, I hope I did okay. And, you know, I'm just jabbering off. So I'm hoping it made sense in what I said. (laughs) I appreciate, you know, the time and the Opportunity to just speak about what I do and what I'm going for, my goals, and just, you know, have a time to kind of elaborate it on more.
1: Mm -hmm. And thanks, um, thank you to Jaden for having been quiet (laughs) (laughs) our
0: interview. But yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, please send me pictures, uh, images that we can add at the end of this interview to show the audience what you do. Uh, what you produced. And again, I love you. I'm very proud of you. Thank Bye, Jaden.
0: You. <laughs> she can hear you.